Solaris, said Rhyna. What were the lines of that prophecy in the myth of the six crystals? Solaris recited the lines. Six crystals in evil's grasp, one lone exile with fury's wrath, four you need from thirteen, four heroes of faith and belief. The warrior of nobility descended from the line of kings, strength and prowess he commands from his frozen homeland. A philosopher whose wisdom all need, knowledge and learning are his deeds. A scholar of myth and history will guide you on this journey. The inventor with guided skills, machines and mechanics fulfill his days, all of which shall prove most useful in the darkest grooves. And the one who loves when all is lost, do not let timidity blind you and deceive, for he shall bear the highest cost. Blood ties that run deep, blood shared from conflict reaped. Traitors they were called, heroes they are all. It's so vague, said Rhyna, remembering why she always hated myths. Four from thirteen, what does that mean? As you well know, there are thirteen sectors in the known universe, said Solaris. There are only twelve, said Rhyna. There are thirteen, but your people only dealt with twelve, as you have always thought the thirteenth too primitive. It is called the Terra Sector. The Terra Sector, breathed Rhyna. Bring it up on the screen, please. A screen in Rhyna's room flashed to life as images swept across it and two giant planets soared by. One had a series of rings, reminding Rhyna of a rainbow, and the other had a thinner, almost transparent ring, but bore a giant red spot amidst striations of white and pinkish red. She almost missed the small, red, uninteresting planet that only spent seconds in her room. The images stopped when a picture of a mostly blue planet with white swirls that she guessed were clouds and brown, jagged shapes that seemed to have a bit of uniformity to them, filled it. Rhyna remembered the stories about how her people had wandered the universe once before settling in the Lanieran sector. Tales told of how they had chanced upon a blue planet, uninteresting at best and overrun by savage beasts, and used it as a place to dispose of their garbage, conduct repairs, or what some might call a pit stop. They are much more advanced than when your people were last there several millennia ago, said Solaris. According to my long-range sensors, they have satellite communications, have gone to their moon, and have a proposed space launch to visit their neighboring planets. So they have achieved space travel? To a degree, yes. Rhina studied the image on the screen. Impossible. Not really, said Solaris. The people there are quite intelligent and adapt easily to their changing environment. And there is one other thing. What? Their planet has no crystal. Then how do they control the magnetic fields and prevent their sun from destroying them? asked Rhyna. Their planet has its own magnetic field generated by its molten core, which works in conjunction with their ozone layer, thus preventing solar flares from burning them alive. It happens naturally. That last verse you read, said Rhyna, blood ties that run deep. What does it mean? I do not know, replied Solaris. Your grandfather had a theory, but he never told me what it was. 
All he said was that our two worlds were connected in ways far beyond our knowledge. Rhina groaned. What does that mean? Knowing Marlowe, something important. Solaris, do you think the prophecy could be true? Your grandfather did, and if you want to stop Klanor, you best hope that it is. Rhina studied the earth and its shimmering blue color with the white clouds moving past. Could it all be true? Knowing she had little choice if she wanted to bring Klanor to justice, Rhina decided to risk it. Five against Klanor are better odds than our current number, said Solaris, urging Rhina to make up her mind. Set a course for the Terra Sector, said Rhina, knowing that this was what Solaris had wanted in the first place. Search through their history to find any who match the prophecy.